I think the more that you collaborate with people, the easier it is to overcome challenges that um, come up. Challenges come up, and the, the more we do it, the better we get at, at thinking outside the box and working through those challenges. My name is Rob Van Nood, and you're listening to the second season of Elevate, a podcast about big ideas, little projects, and everything in between. Educators and students share their short, elevator pitch size stories to raise your awareness of everything that is going on here at Catlin Gable School. In this third episode of the collaboration series, I sit down with three lower school teachers to chat about a project that has seen its second iteration. Art teacher Peggy Schoffler, Chinese teacher Guamin Tang, and woodshop teacher Rick Fry connected during the 2018-2019 school year to undertake a project that required all three of their specialized skills and passions. They share the process of their work together, their discoveries, and how the school supported their ideas. Okay, hi, I'm Rick Fry. I'm uh, the shop teacher in the lower school. Hi, I'm Gui Ming Tang, lower school Chinese teacher. And I'm Peggy Schaffler, and I teach lower school art. Okay, so uh, Rob got us together to talk about this collaborative project that we've been working on. This We did it last year, and then it was fun enough and successful enough that we decided to try to improve on it this year. Um, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, I think... Gumin and I were talking about it yeah. first because um, there had been this conversation going on in one of the staff meetings about collaborating, and I know f- from my side I can say I was interested in Asian culture. Uh, we'd met a couple times on the yeah. playground, yeah. and I was asking him about mm-hmm. uh, Chinese horoscopes and Chinese furniture and a whole bunch of different things that interest me. And so we just got talking about his culture, and I said, hey, let's how about we collaborate? And he was really into collaborating, or like he liked the idea. So then um, the Chinese New Year was coming up, and I think maybe you came up with the idea of the lanterns. I can't remember who decided on the actual physical, like, let's collaborate on this thing. Uh, but we quickly then pulled Peggy in because it, it was obvious that we needed her, her help and her talent, you know, was making it look good. <laughs> so, um, so then we just started uh, with... Um, going down, we decided we'd go down to the Chinese garden and take a look at what's around there and just see what looked both doable and interesting to us because quite often working with school-age children, and again speaking for myself, finding the project often has to do with like something that's manageable for the kids because I'd love to make some really fancy Chinese furniture, but it's not doable for them. So it's finding the right kind of project that uh, will be a, something they can accomplish relatively within their own sil- skill set um, without being too complicated. So we went for that trip. We decided on the lanterns. Um, and then what did we do, you guys? You remember what? How, how do we? Then we started just planning, I guess, when, when we were going to execute it. Mm-hmm. I saw my role in the beginning more as someone who could help with different media, like acrylics and ink and paper and trying to help work work that into something that would um, help help the aesthetic of the lanterns. Mm-hmm. But I 
found that I later was drawn into the dialogue that we were having about the collaboration, and I see collaboration as more of a dialogue. Often people say we're having collaboration, um, and, I, and I don't think the true meaning of the word is really understood because it should be a dialogue, not a um, one person saying, okay, this is what you have to do in order to fit my idea. And so that was, that's been really wonderful and interesting to have this dialogue with both of you. And our ideas have really helped um, embellish the project, I think. So do you think that, uh, looking back at your first conversations, this dialogue, um, how did you come into it? Uh, what was your experience? I mean, it sounds like Rick and Guimine were talking, and then they came and got I, you. I was. I heard about it, and I was interested, and I needed people to collaborate with. So I jumped in. So what? What does that mean? You needed. Um, we were being asked to collaborate at during certain meeting times, and so I jumped in and said, "Let me in." And you yeah. Plus, say. I don't know. I mean, you and I have had conversations several times about enjoying yeah. collaborating. So. I mean, I don't know if you, that's the only way you felt, but I always feel yeah. like you're always, hey, do you want to, you ask me a lot about, hey, do you want to yeah. work on that together? So it's not really like it was a requirement. No, no, no. It, it was, it, no, it was really exciting and fun. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I remember very well that at a meeting, okay, I mm -hmm. talked with, okay, Rick about the possibility of our collaboration. Because from my perspective, uh, in the language classroom, we learn a lot. But okay, we have one trouble. We it seems that we do not provide enough opportunities, opportunity for the kids to use the language. But by working together with other teachers, I think what we can provide very good opportunities for the kids to what learn, okay, from each other. For example, the Chinese kids, they will teach the Spanish kids how to okay do the Chinese calligraphy. I think this process for Chinese students. They're trying to transfer or apply what they learn in the Chinese classroom. I think that's very, very important. So there was an, uh, a teaching aspect for this Lantern project? Yes. Okay. Actually, in, first of all, in the Chinese classroom, I teach the Chinese students how to do the Chinese calligraphy, how to what, hold the Chinese brush, and what kind of paper they're using, etc. And after that, okay, we, okay, I think we got together, right, in, in the barn? In the art barn, all in the three barn. of us. Yeah, three of us, yeah. With all the staff. Okay, first of all, I gave a presentation to all the students how, okay, we do what Chinese calligraphy and the, okay, things we need to be, what, okay, pay attention to, and then we pair, pair up the kids, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. the Chinese mm -hmm. and, and the Spanish. Spanish, yeah. I, I mean, on that point, I can say there's a, a similar aspect to the woodworking, because, you know, we're obviously not in China, you know, so people don't necessarily have a fam familiarity with what furniture or interior design or, I mean, we'd have a little bit of a glimpse of it, but we don't really know. So in the shop, I'm always trying to think about how, how can I expose the kids to something a little different. And uh, the thing that's interesting and challenging to me about this uh, is that you know, I think most people understand that if they look at that Asian furniture, it's what we're exposed to is pretty high-end woodworking. You know, we don't know the layperson kind of woodworking, uh, which there is a tradition of in Western culture, like Welsh chairs. There's like, you know, really basic kind of farmer kind of, if you won't put it that way, farmer kind of furniture that mm -hmm. kids are capable of 
conceiving and doing. But if you took a kid to like the, the Chinese garden to say, hey, do you think you can make that? They might say, sure, but th they have no idea how complicated the joinery is and all that stuff. So that was another aspect for me is how, like opening the kids up to some new ideas about what w woodworking could look like. And also then the tricky part is trying to find something that gives them real exposure without overwhelming them, you know, to something that's just way above their skill level. And what age group were you working with? Was this across the lower school, or was there one grade level that no, was it was project? the was fourth it? grade or third, third grade. grade, third grade, yeah. yeah. And was there a reason that particular age you chose to work together? Because I think it has something to do with okay, the Chinese language curriculum, because when they come to the third grade, okay, one. Okay, our, our, our okay, focus is what Chinese calligraphy. So when the kids, what, they're old enough to know how to what, hold the Chinese brush correctly, they can do that. And then I think what, I think third age is an idea group. Yeah. And is that the same this year? You're going to continue with the third grade? Well, yes, and it's sort of kind of expanding. Because when we first started talking about it, as often happens, we threw out a whole bunch of ideas, mm -hmm. which we'd still like to get to them all, like but what, they were like a lot. So the other things, things we were talking about were um, replacing the railing outside the chunk, like basically talking about embellishing this building to look more like uh, Asian I, yeah. uh, style. So we were taking talk, taking off the railing out there and putting up more like an Asian style railing. We talked about creating a, a koi pond outside the window here. And uh, <laughs> also, we, uh, Gumi and I are really into drinking tea. Oh, um, yeah. And it's too. Okay. Well, I'm this sorry. Year, but, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm sorry. I don't mean I to exclude mean. you, but this is where the conversation started yeah, okay. before we, we, you know, we decided it was a three something. But he and I were always kind of like talking about tea a lot. Uh -huh. and, and so then the idea was well, why don't we do something with tea? So, that, so it's expanded into not just being the Chinese lantern, but now we're talking with the. Uh, the third grader doing the lanterns, but the fourth grader gonna this year are gonna start making um, tea trays for a formal tea ceremony. So we're expanding the curriculum a little bit this year too, which and they'll um, be making tea yeah. cups and possibly teapots in the art barn. Yeah. We'll see how the teapots. We're all into tea here. <laughs> <laughs> so in in the art uh, part of it, um, for instance, you're talking about making. Um, you know, teacups or teapots. Do you do some historical study with the students around, um, in, you know, in the same way you were doing the lantern? It, what, what aspect is the art? Oh, I'm envisioning, because we haven't done it yet, that that will come from Guamin when we all meet in the art barn together, very similar to how you talked about um, Chinese calligraphy and the histor historical aspect yeah. of that. So because I don't really understand the um, traditional Chinese tea ceremony. I, I'm assuming, I'm hoping that Guamin will, will cover that with the yeah. kids. But we did go to, we, this summer we went to the Chinese garden together, the three of us, and we had a traditional Chinese kung fu yeah, tea Yeah, kung ceremony. fu tea, yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. And um, that's where a lot of these ideas started perkling up, and um, it was really quite wonderful. Yeah, could you talk a little bit more about that? I'm really interested in, in you guys are have your own schedules, you're all in different places in the in the school. How do you come together? I mean clearly you have an interest and a passion for for working together and um, 
this idea seems to be generative, so you're building on each other's ideas. Mm-hmm. How do you make, like structurally, how do you make that happen? You talk about doing stuff in the summer, but, um, you know, other people I've talked to, the big thing is always time. You know, how do you, how do you deal with that aspect? I, I mean, I would say we just make sacrifices. You know, mm-hmm. we're just like stealing away time from when we'd be doing something else and we just want to do this. So we're like, okay, we'll do that other thing later. <laughs> and, and we're kind of like, it's motivating to us. So we're finding the time. Um, mostly we try and do it within school time, but we have twice gone to, to do stuff together about it. Like we went to the Japanese garden and the Chinese garden right. together. So we're, we're finding time. It's pushing into our personal time, pushing out into our personal yeah. time is what I kind of mean. Like it's like, cause it doesn't feel it's, we want to do it anyway, but it does feel like a bit of a struggle. Like, I think all three of us would probably love to be doing this a lot more and immersion into it rather than the thing gets a little frustrating is it ends up piecing out over a much longer chunk of time than we would like. Uh, you know, I'd rather just immerse myself in it with these guys and just talk about it, plan it, execute it, and then think about what next. I think it would be a wonderful experiential days, four-day project right? for projects. Yeah. Also, but I like have that during the sorry, the school year, yeah. not just experiential days. Mm-hmm. I also like to take this opportunity to thank what Akaton and Genevieve yes. for their great support. Yeah, I think okay when we have Akaton and Vic and I and Peggy when we have the idea of what collaboration, we talk to what Akaton or and Genevieve about that, and okay, we what got a lot of support from them. That's really true. Yeah, because yeah. she the one of the things that we were kind of felt strong about it is that when we were working with the kids, uh, we would make sure we were all there, or at least two of us were there. Um, and otherwise, what's, if we didn't do that, and what's happened in the past is that when you try and collaborate, if you want to call that on a project, and we, each person just goes off and does their part of it, it doesn't feel like a team thing. It just feels like you're carving up a project and piecing it out. And then you always just feel like you're working alone on it, and, and which is not, it feels really different. It's not the same, it's not as fun. It's not as fun, and the children don't see us collaborating and seeing that we can cross over and integrate our ideas. And yeah. So, the, yeah, it's more of an event. Mm-hmm. I think when we're there, the kids see it like, oh, wow, what's Rick doing here? You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and it, it registers to them as something special and something where they're going to be. Um, expanding themselves where they they come to class if they think it's woodshop they think they know what they're going to get to a certain degree I think and they have certain expectations when they come to woodshop and Guamin's there they're like whoa what's going on and their their attention is raised their uh, focus and their investment in it is different. I feel like when you're there and they're piecing together the lantern they're doing it for their Chinese teacher and not just for the woodshop guy yeah and yeah. how do you how do you make that happen? You're you're talking about Jen Genevieve and uh, Dawn help with support. Like they allow us to have, um, or they support us to have substitute teachers in our classrooms while we go and support, say, Rick or Gwamin, or they come support me. So financially, really, the school is giving yeah. some support for that. Another thing yeah. that okay, they allow us to to have more time to work together. For example, to like I think okay. Another good thing that okay, I benefit okay from this part of collaboration is that I well, have a good idea, 
okay, while working with what Rick and what okay Peggy about what what they're doing in the classroom. Actually, we sometimes we just take it for granted that okay, oh, this is what they do in what in in the workshop or in the art. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's not okay when you go and work together with them. It's not the case because what you know, okay, what their curriculum look like, their teaching style, and also when we work together, we need to know how to compromise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of our what curriculum and also our teaching style, mm-hmm. so we learn a lot from each other. Not yeah. just what okay, okay, just what getting to know the kid better, but we know each other better. That's true. Yeah, and the subject, the kid, I think I'll t- to sort of piggyback on that is like when the kids come to class, it's more than just the subject. You know, there's like some the part, the whole is bigger than the parts. So they get an exposure to woodworking that's bigger than just the skills of working on the wood. It's bigger than just who Rick is and my woodworking skills. They bring their own interest into it, and somehow there's some magic created there where big poss- possibilities are opened up. Um, things that that they could accomplish are bigger than the, than the parts. And so when we're in the classroom, I just get like that kind of awareness the way the kids would. So what, like I'm thinking of one class where... Um, you were teaching the calligraphy. And uh, I was thinking it was just going to be like, here's how you hold a brush, and this is the paper. But then you did this whole thing about the history of writing in China and um, how it had evolved over the years and different, like, regional expressions of it. And then it just, my, your mind just starts to go, oh, wow, this is, like, a really big thing. It's not just something simple, physical, immediate. And that's what makes learning really exciting, right, is when it feels like it's opening up a universe. And I think by working together, that happens. It happens to, in, I, for me, I feel like it happens with you, with Guamin, and I hope it happens for you guys too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Definitely. like, um, I start, Pete, when I come to art, it's like, you start working with clay, and it's the same thing. I just think that it's the physical act of it, but then I start realizing it's much bigger than just the immediate task at hand. Um, that goes into the creation of something. So if you're speaking to your colleagues, um, the rest of the school, maybe beyond the school, what are some things that you think um, that people could learn from your experience that might shift some ways people work together? You know, people might be like, well, that's the lower school doing that thing. You know, they have a different way of, you know, different time, different expectations. Um, do you think there's some general things that the school can learn from the three of you working together? Yeah, I'd like to share two things. The first thing that, okay, in doing this kind of uh, collaborative project, it might take, okay, you might, what, okay, encounter, okay, more what challenges or difficulties than expected. Sometimes you think that it's okay for you to what, just like, okay, spend, okay, two classes together and then you can finish the project. But actually, it would take more than that. And another thing is, you need to learn, uh, you need to what may sacrifice. Because in doing this ki- kind of project, you cannot predict what might happen. For example, when we are doing this project, uh, Peggy's mom, okay, passed away. So that's, okay, that's, uh, that's what, for us, I think what, she should stay at home, okay, with her family members. But in order to finish the project on time, okay, she came and worked with us. 
So that impressed me greatly. Well, and it was a huge encouragement to me during that time to be able to work with both of you. And we worked till 7.30 one night, and that just, um, it brought us together having um, done this collaboration. It was really wonderful. Yeah, I don't know if there's, I have any specifically that I'd say that the rest of the school, you know, mm -hmm. could learn from it. Uh, I can say what was important to me, besides what you, you were just saying, Gumin, is to, I, I feel like it feels really um, encouraging, valuable, um, essential, that, the, that there's also a partnership with the administration around this. Because I know, like... I always have a pretty good time with the teachers when we work together, yeah. you know. Um, and and it's not that the administration is uh, separate, but I understand they have different pressures on them. And uh, to do this kind of work requires um, some openness in the, in understanding of how long it's going to take, the sacrifices or the changes you're going to have to make in your day or your schedule to make it happen. And when we did this last year, it, it partially, part of it feeling so good and successful was how on board Dawn felt with it. And, and I could tell that it meant something to her and that she felt really behind it. And it could have easily have just kind of started out as a great thing and kind of faded uh, without that because we, re we required her um, stepping in a few times to get subs for us so that we could work together in the same room with the kids, um, allowing us extra time out of staff meetings that we were supposed to be at to get things done. Uh, we had a bit of a deadline, but even if there hadn't have been that New Year's, uh, Chinese New Year that we were trying to get them done for, there's always some kind of deadline. So it, she just kind of like allowed us to step outside of our usual responsibilities, say, hey, yeah, go finish that. And she also expressed her enthusiasm for it to the staff several times which also, I think, got some of the other staff on board with not feeling bad that we weren't doing what we, you know, were expected to be doing in the meetings and or teaching. Like, we required other teachers to kind of give us a little bit more room and leeway with the kids' time. And I think the fact that Don's going, hey, this is awesome, really uh, sets the framing for the other teachers, too. You know? it, have you noticed a model that this model of working together is... Um, sowing the seeds of other people doing similar things? I feel like there's a ton of talk about people wanting to do it. Like, I've been on that scheduling committee for two years, and I think there's a lot of enthusiasm for it, but not a lot of execution yet. I mean, it's the desire's there. There has been definitely some effort towards it. Some people a lot more, you know, like I can think of Kelly, you know, and Robin and Sherry. Sherry. I mean, there are people who are really reaching into wanting to teach in this way, which is really a progressive education. I mean, we, most of us here are taught in the progressive schools, right? I mean, the idea is that it's, you don't know, it's more about the process than the end goal. And it's like, you go into it not knowing what the variables are, but you're committed to the um, investment and the time, certain level of, um, it's always hard to define what you're getting out of it, but but there's a high level of educational expectation out of it for the kids. It's a large amount of time investment on the adults part. And you're like on a ship going somewhere. You don't know exactly where it's heading, but you know you're having a good trip. And you're getting a lot out of the experience. And it's not really about where the boat's going to land. It's about what you get, you know, 
during that trip and how you work as a team. And you know that feeling when you're in it, and you really know that feeling when you're not in it. Um, And it requires, you know, going back to your question, you know, either the captain of the boat or whoever owns the boat (laughs) isn't behind what you're doing to keep that metaphor going. It's just not going to be the same kind of trip, you know. So, Gwamin or Peggy, you want to say anything when we, as we wrap up? Any other additional ideas or thoughts you want to share? Yeah, okay. For the Chinese language uh, side, I think what, okay, collaboration is an important part of experiential learning. So, I hope that, okay, in the future, we can collaborate more in some more areas. I also hope that I can collaborate with some other teachers. For example, just like okay, lower, uh, the middle school Chinese teacher and what upper school Chinese teacher for somewhat collaborative projects. I think the more that you collaborate with people, the easier it is to overcome challenges that um, come up. Challenges come up, and the the more we do it, the better we get at at thinking outside the box and working through those challenges. Together, together. Okay, one more thing. Okay, in the process (laughs) of doing this, I think what we, okay, we can what build some relationship with colleagues. Mm -hmm. I think this is very valuable to us. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for spending some time, and this hopefully will get other people uh, thinking about some possibilities and maybe come and even talk to you about your work and get ideas from you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to this episode of Elevate. If you have questions, ideas, or want to share your story, please send us an email. Elevate at catlin.edu.